You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. How do you go with pricing? Are you someone who's supercharged and confident in what dollar figure you put on your offers? Or are you someone who is conflicted and confused with how to price? Do you get those, I can't charge that much jitters when you get confronted with pricing conversations? I know that pricing is one of those things that brings up a lot of stuff and a lot of self-worth mindset blocks for so many people. So how do you tap into your brilliance and charge your worth? Because one thing I know for sure is that most people will tell someone else that they should be charging more, but then don't do it for themselves. It's definitely one of those topics that gets a lot of conversation going, that's for sure. So I'm super excited to be talking about this on today's episode of the podcast. Before I tell you about my amazing guest, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my 14-day visibility challenge that I am running right now inside of the Social Collective membership. Current date is December 2, and we are ramping up those last-minute opportunities to get some pre-Christmas sales and leads in the bag, as well as creating a 14-day locked and loaded content plan. So you can sit back and relax over the holidays with the mimosa while your social media is taken care of, because this time of year is a huge opportunity for reach, engagement, and conversion. Instead of feeling like you work 24-7, 365, How about you learn some skills to create some solid sales strategies for your socials and how to plan ahead when you need to take time off? These skills you can rinse and repeat whenever you want. Join the live version now by heading to the Social Collective and jumping in our mentorship program. Or if you're listening from the future, you can download this as a self-paced option. Just head to all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 51 Grab the show notes for today's episode, the details of the challenge, and also connect with my amazing guest over there as well. So my guest today is an entrepreneur and her name is Carly Tabor. Carly is an entrepreneur, business coach, and strategist, and a woman who lives her dreams living in breathtaking Bali. Super jealous. She helps coaches, healers, and health professionals to start and scale their business online so they can create more impact, income, and freedom. In 2016, after eight years of climbing the corporate ladder and achieving all the success on paper and creating what looked like the perfect life, Carly felt unfulfilled and wanted to make more impact and live a soul-aligned life. So after building a side hustle and taking a life-changing yoga teacher training, Carly up and left her digital marketing manager role in Sydney for a life amongst the palms in Bali. And now she uses a mix of marketing mindset and strategy to help her clients build a business of consistent clients, 5K plus months, and a greater work-life balance. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds bloody amazing. So I can't wait for you to hear our chats on soulful business and pricing in this absolutely supercharged episode of the podcast. I'm going to hand it over to the episode now and I can't wait to hear what you think. 
All right, welcome Carly to today's episode of the podcast. I'm really excited to um, delve into the topic of pricing because I know that pricing is something that so many people get challenged with these days. I know that I still have to really dig deep sometimes when I'm looking at uh, my own pricing models for, you know, particularly for new offers and even sometimes when I just, you know, you get that little niggly feeling maybe the pricing's not right on an existing offer and you need to kind of tweak it a little bit. Um, it's definitely something I get asked a lot by my own audience and my own clients. So it'd be really cool to chat to you about it today. But before we do, I'd love you to share uh, from yourself a little bit about yourself and your business um, so we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And thank you so much for having me. I am equally excited to have this conversation. And similarly, it's a question that I get asked often and um, even something that I'm going through at the moment in terms of um, reviewing my own pricing strategy. So yeah, it feels very timely and is something that I think uh, as entrepreneurs, we have to revisit again and again. Yeah, 100%. Um, But yeah, in terms of an introduction, I am a business coach for coaches, healers and health professionals who are wanting to create a soulful six-figure business. And I, the way that I say that I work is I coach, consult, teach and mentor um, to help them market authentically, attract clients with ease and really um, learn to be closing sales with grace. So I'm based in Bali. I've been here for nearly four years. And before that, I had a background in marketing. Um, I was in Sydney and yeah, spent, what was it, eight years um, working in marketing and management roles across food, retail, health and digital. Um, and then I did a yoga teacher training back in, I think it was 2017, 2016. Um, And that was one of those really pivotal moments in my life where I just, and that was here in Bali. And I decided that I just couldn't do the corporate gig anymore. It just wasn't so aligned for me. And, you know, as much as I'd achieved all of that success on paper, I just really wanted so much more. Um, I had created a passion project on the side, which I'd started to monetize. So I had that, I guess, um, proof of, and I guess, ability to have another income stream that I could scale. And that was what inspired me to move. So I thought, okay, I've got this passion project that I can scale and I've got this newfound sort of inspiration and empowerment to leave the corporate world, as scary as that was. Um, so that's when I made the big move and then the, my passion project was a health and wellness website and I had health and wellness contributors sharing the content and I was putting my marketing experience and expertise to use in building a community and providing a platform that linked the two. And so some of those contributors became, ended up becoming clients when they realized that I was leaving the corporate world and coaching kind of um, opened up from there. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And as always, you know, like business is such a, it's just such a journey for want of a better word. Like it's not a linear process, you know, it takes you in so many twists and turns and 
sometimes you like your business and your offers and and everything it, it just evolves over time and you just suddenly end up doing something or having a part of your business you never really set out to intend to it just ends up that way because you evolve and your business evolves over time oh my so goodness that, absolutely so that's part of the the beauty of the journey so um before we get into talking about pricing because you know you you talk about a soul aligned business and you know i think sometimes people feel that and i know for a fact this is true because i talk to even my own clients about this is there can still sometimes be a, a bit of a I don't know, misconception is the wrong word, but maybe a mindset, particularly in women, I find that, you know, having being able to make money and have a business from something that they're truly, truly passionate about is really hard for them. Um, and, you know, business doesn't have to just be this mechanical thing that we do all the time. It can be totally soul aligned and it can be something that lights us up and brings us joy and doesn't have to be hard as such. Um, but what does what does having a soul aligned business mean for you? Um, and then I'd love you to share what that looks like for your clients that you work with. Yeah. So to me, and then same for my clients, it's having a soul aligned business means doing business in a way that is aligned to my values, to my passions and desires, and really to my why, like your purpose. So that's being really connected to my values and showing up in and for my business and um, more so myself and my clients than anything with those values at the forefront. So for me, I'm really like my values are things like freedom and connection, authenticity, um, empowerment and well-being and ensuring that my the way that I do business and the people that I connect with are an yeah, how I do it is in alignment with those things. And then getting into alignment really means, I always say that the way that I kind of structure my day is align, serve, sell. So first and foremost, it's first thing in the morning, coming into alignment with what do I need today? Um, you know, and doing meditation, doing yoga and, and journaling for what are my intentions? What are my goals? And that self-inquiry um, element as well, like what's going on for me personally and how can I um, serve that and, and focus on myself so that I can then show up for others. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I, I, think, it's, I think that the more, I think that people are becoming a lot more aware that you can totally design your business around the things that truly align with what you need at a soul level. Um, but it it can be it can be hard for some people to kind of to to grasp that at the beginning because you can hold on to you know business models or frameworks maybe that you know maybe your parents taught it to you or you got taught it in a in a previous life in a corporate world um, you know and it it can take a little bit of time to and definitely a lot of the time people need to tap into maybe someone else's energy like yourself or someone to really get, get deep like that and align it to your true values. And, and once you do, it's such, it's so liberating because business just becomes enjoyable. It becomes something that's not, it's not a chore. It's, it's not just a, a vessel to make money. It's something that you absolutely love to do every day. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And when you feel that way, like that is when you're able to embody that, that for me, that sense of freedom. Yeah. I feel completely free in every yeah. day. It's, okay. um, it's just a part of you. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think to your point earlier around um, women feeling like they have to struggle in business when you are really clear on on your values and um, you know your why. Like, what is that burning desire within you, and what really lights you up and you're doing business in a way that um, fulfills that burning desire and those passions, then it, like it doesn't have to be hard. And then also like the, it's like that guilt around selling. I think women are so used to, um, you know, we're taught that we have to be in this role of serving. And so we're constantly giving, giving, giving and yeah. find it hard to receive. And, you know, I can, relate to that as well because that's what we're taught from a young age just like that's the role of women um but when you come into a space of alignment and you are also doing that inner work then it's there's an element of putting yourself first as well and so it's how can I how can I look after me how can I show up in a way that allows me to really share my magic and then when you're coming from that confident place, it's sort of as if that all of the guilt, you know, you're doing in the work, the guilt and things it dissipates, but I'm sure we'll get, we'll get to that stuff later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of leads nicely into talking about pricing anyway, because um, like you said, and I was only talking about this, I think it was on a live stream I was doing last week where I was, you know, saying that, and I was talking particularly around selling and I was saying that, you know, women particularly, we're so good at serving. It's like we're biologically designed to serve, mm. you know, like we've got all the, that nurturing instincts that we just have, like it's, mm. we're so naturally want to serve people, but you know, at the same time, if you've got a business, you, there needs to be an exchange of money there for you to have a profitable business. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, and then that comes down to, and we were talk, talking a lot around the mindset around selling particularly um, that's what I was talking about in, in that particular session, but let's move in then to talk about pricing Um and particularly, I'd love to start with if you could share your approach to how you price your services, because this is always interesting to find out how, how people approach that themselves. Yeah. Um, and I guess the thing is, like, there's a few kind of um, considerations which I'll share. But at the same time, and I, th I think these can be um, repeated by those listening, but it also really depends on where you're at. So while um, someone who's just at the beginning and myself could ask the same questions, ultimately our situations are different. So there are different factors to come into play. So for me, and some of the key questions and that I really workshop with clients as well are um, what feels intuitively good, like for you as as the service provider like what makes you and it's <laughs> it's kind of like what makes you feel a little bit nervous and excited so yeah. it's thinking about like what price is reasonable and then what's like a stretch price because if you put that there then you're going to really show up to surprise and delight your client and over deliver and um and hold space for that transformation and but then also being really clear on what would you feel resentful about because even if that's over time like what might feel good now might not feel good a couple of months down the track and because potential clients will feel that um, resistance and yeah. that in and of itself will repel people. And similarly, if you're charging too much because, you know, a coach or a competitor or someone 
is charging a specific price point, but you don't feel like your services are worthy of that, then that um, self-doubt is going to be a repellent as well. So it's coming back to what feels intuitively good for you. Yeah. Um, and so this is something that I consider myself and with clients. Um, what is the value of the transformation and charging based on that and not the time that it takes to get the result because ultimately the way that I see it is and the way that I work and that I support my clients to work is to craft a suite of services that is um, filled with results-based offerings. So it's not that time money exchange because at the end of the day, people aren't going to care about how much time with you, you spent with them or how much time you gave them, but what you helped them achieve. Yeah. So what is the value of the transformation? Um, another thing to think about is like, what are your income goals and how many sales do you need to make that goal? Like if you want to make $10,000 a month, um, if you are only offering one-off sessions at $100, you know, that's going to mean you're going to have to work with a lot of people and how big is your audience? Is that realistic? Or can you create a really incredible transformational package and price that according to the transformation and maybe that's two and a half or $5,000 and then you only need two clients. Yeah. So, and, and also that comes back to what are your values? What do you want your life to look like? How do you want to feel each day? Like how do you want to spend your time? And then crafting a suite of services and prices that uh, match that accordingly. Because if you don't want to be doing 100 one-on-ones a month, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you start with what feels good because that is going to be different for everyone depending on like you said where they are in their journey you know I've spoken to people that are newer in business and they're just like like the offer that they've got is worthy of a much higher price tag but it just doesn't feel right at the time and it's like okay you've got to be able to show up and sell it so if you can't get behind that price you're not going to do that effectively either Oh my goodness. Um, and Absolutely. You know, definitely like, a, and there's always going to be mindset stuff you come up against, but I think really feeling into what feels good for you um, and what feels good that then you can attach to that outcome, like what it does for people, then you, you kind of, all the noise of what other people price and what other people say will fall away because if you become connected to it rather than going, yeah. like you said, and this happens a lot is, oh, um, like you said, I can't price at, you know, this level because my competitor does it and they're far much further along than me. When in actual fact, you probably can deliver exactly the same outcome. So why, you know, for, let all that fall away and focus more on what you're connected with. Yes, absolutely. I, yes, absolutely agree. I think in the early stages, the experience is more valuable than the cash to some extent. And I'm not saying that's not to be misinterpreted as um, charge really low rates and undervalue yourself, but um, I think it's Mel Robbins says that competency creates confidence. And through that experience, you know, they're able to build their confidence. um, And also then from a tangible perspective, um, acquire testimonials and refine their programs and things. So like it, the experience gives you all of the um, intrinsic and extrinsic tools to be able to increase your prices. And it's almost like in that starting starting out space, it's like what is the lowest price that feels good because you also don't want to go straight out with the highest price point in that you want to be able to do price increases over time. Yes. 
And that takes your audience on such a journey because with every price increase, it shows them like, aha, she's, um, you know, increasing in experience, in demand and in results. And that it's like with every price increase, their perception of you changes and evolves and they understand that your worth is increasing. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like that evolution of price increases is, is really powerful. And there's also, there's a lot of merit sometimes in, you know, having something that is, is a bit of a lower cost offer. Like, you know, I help people create online courses and sometimes their first launch is a, a lower price because they, you know, they haven't built it. They're building it as they go. They're seeing what feels right. They're trying and testing things. And it's like, you know, those first people that get kind of, I don't know, what's the word, is it grandfathered in or founding members, founding members uh-huh. sort of thing, you know, they get such a magical experience but you're also getting paid as an exchange for that, that at the time and it's a good exchange. But then the yeah. next launch they would move on and once everything's built, it's all set, it's, you know, they've got the whole process there, then, yes, there is a high, much higher price tag associated with it. Um, yeah, and that intuitively they'll know what that new price tag is correct. because they've, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what then are some, what are some of the main limiting beliefs you see around pricing? Yeah, I think so much of it comes to down to um, self doubt. Like, um, what if, what if no one will pay me that much? Um, or if they already have clients, my clients will leave me, um, or no one new will hire me. And then back to the comparisonitis piece, I can't, I can't outprice my competition. Yeah, yeah, those are some big ones. Yeah, for sure, and. Um, what about, do you still have, like, do you personally still have limiting beliefs that you have to work through with your own pricing or like, because I, I feel like it's such a, an ongoing process. Like I will, I still, I come up against pricing ceilings all the time. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it's, it's a, as you say, like it's an ongoing thing in that as your businesses, business and your services and your experience evolves, um, the way that we feel about how we value our services is constantly going to change. So maybe just after a price increase, we might um, have some limiting beliefs around that. But then like I'm now at the flip side where um, I feel intuitively I'm getting that niggle that you mentioned at the start that um, I actually need and want to do a price increase. Yeah. I'm actually going through exactly the same thing at the moment as well. Like I've just increased a few things I'm about to do like a major price increase for one of my core offers um and just you know it's kind of sitting down feeling into what's going to be the right price um which is a little bit higher than a couple of my competitors but I feel good about it and then just how then do I roll that out um yeah but I I, I if I'm perfectly honest I did um kind of ignore that niggle for a while because it was like, oh, I, can I charge more than my competitors? You know, all those limiting beliefs that come up for you. Can I, can I really charge that? Um, and I had to do quite a bit of soul searching to figure out what that price eventually was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, no, I definitely, definitely had that as well. And I think it usually is eased off, one, through working, working with a coach. Like I have my own team of coaches and mentors and healers. Yeah. Um, but then also through the experience piece, it's sort of going um, like 
putting that new price out there and seeing and seeing that really attract those those solar line clients and see them get really good results at that price point and just go aha like this feels yeah. really good like holy moly I really want to show up at this level yeah and yeah everyone's just showing up as the highest version of themselves creating big results and it feels really good um and then also I you know there's always going at every price point there's always going to be someone who thinks it's too much and someone who thinks it's cheap yeah um, yeah totally. I recently had a client who um put her rates up and went back to her existing clients and shared that and, and she was worried that her clients would leave her as a result of the price increase and they were like oh no worries you're, you're doing amazing and we want to keep kind of keep, keep working with you this is still you know it was just a no-brainer um and that's been my experience as well yeah cool so how do you approach working through them so if, say you're working with someone who's you know got some limiting beliefs around pricing or it could be a price increase or setting a price how do you approach that have you got like a system that you use or a few things that you process like a process you ask people to go through or what's your kind of way to deal with that yeah, I mean, in terms of setting their prices, it would typically be done around if they've got that niggling feeling that we've been talking about in that they are feeling either as though their self-doubt is a repellent or um, they're beginning to feel resentful for their current, their current pricing, it's not enough and they, they aren't wanting to show up, then at that point we would um, go through and really workshop um, through some of the questions that I've, I've mentioned and also looking back at their suite of services and going, what's the value of the transformation? Like, who are you working with? Who do you want to be working with? What is the transformation worth to them? Um, tapping into their, their goals and what feels intuitively good for them. Um, but then also that's the strategy piece and then it's coming back to accompanying that work with addressing the limiting beliefs and working through those the way I kind of like to do it is with a like a top-down approach being the success mindset work and then also coming at it from a bottom-up approach and that's yeah. doing the inner work which really addresses the self-doubt and the worth and the belief and the confidence and then I think when we come at it from um, top and bottom then we're really able to and, and we've got the strategy piece going on, then we're really able to um, create something that they are super excited about and yeah. super um, confident to go out and share with the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I see a little bit, and, and you might be able to weigh in on this as well, is um, which will happen a lot with some of my clients, is there's a bit of a, a perception that the more value you put into something that it's going to become like a no-brainer for people but sometimes you've got to sit back and go what are you actually asking people to invest in when you're looking at how you price something so like say someone was putting a course together for example and it was like this amazing massive big like 12 module course and it was huge and um you know there can be a perception that oh, people are getting all of this for like a smaller price point. So then it becomes a no-brainer and people feel like, oh, you know, I'll be able to sell more of that. But in actual fact, sometimes you need to take a step back and go, okay, what am I actually asking people to invest in and, and spend, you know, the 
spend of their time, um, you know, what they need to learn, what the outcome is, all that sort of thing. And if you charge appropriately, like you said, then you actually attract the right people, those soul-led clients that you really want to work with because they, they've invested in a way that actually matches um, the work that they need to do and the transformation that you take them on. Absolutely. Yeah. I think people can, they don't value it if it's too low um, yeah. or they don't have enough skin in the game in order to show up yeah. and, you know, complete the modules. Yeah. Um, they might, yeah, like people drop off over time, but yeah, I think it's also, it's just coming back to what is the value of like, what are they wanting? Because if you're, and I've done this too, and it's, I think it comes from um, as the service provider, we want to give the clients everything because, yeah. and that almost comes from a place of um, like it's of people pleasing and um, over delivering. And that underneath that is um, self doubt and self belief. And it's really coming back to what are the, what are the key things that they actually need in order to achieve their goal? And often it's not as much as you think and all of the other stuff that you're providing is not actually serving them, it's serving your self-doubt. Yes. So it's like what can I strip out? Otherwise they yes. just get overwhelmed. Yeah. I've had to refine my own programs because people are like, whoa, this is just too, like it's so much. Yeah, and it's so true and I, and I know I'm totally guilty of it. Um, again, I think it's definitely something women do a lot more is it's like, oh, you know, you feel it's your own your own self-doubt and your own stuff that's going on where you want to give more and more and more and more, but it's actually detracting from the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think this and is why that they say that what is it? Um, like entrepreneurship is not for the faint-hearted and no. which is so true <laughs> on so many levels. Yeah. But I think you know we have to do like the strategy and all that side of things and and really show up and be constantly evolving. And part of that is doing the inner work because yeah. if, yeah, if our own kind of um, mindset and that self-belief isn't evolving at the rate of our business, then it's really going to hold us back and we're constantly going to be showing up from a place of lack. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you've definitely mentioned some, um, you know, some good you know, reflection points of that people can go through with their pricing um, if they're, you know, looking at setting a price or reviewing a price. Have you, is there any other kind of practical processes that you go through to get that perfect pricing that you haven't shared yet? Um, I mean, when we go through those key questions, we're usually able to come up with that. And a lot of it comes back to when you're fleshing out the suite of services and um, doing the target market research piece in that. It's like, what do they need what are the inclusions? Because, yes, we've been talking a lot about the transformation, the outcome, but, like, what's included? Um, and getting their feedback on, like, what would this value, what would this transformation be worth to them and asking them, asking the, the ideal clients. Um, and actually in that process, people usually say less than they're actually willing to pay. Oh, 100%. But, <laughs> yeah. But that's a key piece as well. It's, like, just... Um, yeah, do what intuitively feels good, but do the research because, and then when you are only including what they need and want um, and pricing for that, then you're going to come up with something. But I think it's like so much of it is workshopping it. If it depends whether we're doing just a one-off service or if it's a price increase versus setting out a whole 
brand new suite of services, but we often would spend within a, a coaching program, spend a session or a portion of a session, if it's just a quick like one-off service thing, um, around pricing and workshopping. And that's where the coaching really comes in and the consulting um, around what feels good for them. And yeah, it's more of a workshop. And then as I was saying alongside that, from the mindset piece, giving clients the tools to be able to cultivate that success mindset, um, you know, surrounding themselves with the proof and results of why um, the results they're getting and why they're worthy of charging certain prices. Um, I love journaling. Yes. So I, from a um, reflection and self-inquiry perspective and looking at what um, areas of yourself you need to work and address. Um, so, yeah, working through journaling, um, affirmations, and then... Um, and then also doing the inner work piece, like, and that's around whether that's working with um, a coach or a healer um, to really address it's sending love to that inner child who has self-doubt for um, or lack of confidence for whatever reason that may be. Like we are all, so much of the way we show up is controlled by our subconscious and who rules the subconscious is the inner child. Yeah. Um, so it's going back and having conversations around that, which is a really personal um, experience for each individual. So there's no sort of um, one strict process. It's exploring yeah, yeah. what happened for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's so important to know that your pricing is such a personal thing. And, um, you know, I see a lot of people that will go out to like a Facebook massive Facebook group and ask for advice on pricing and you get like so many different replies come back to that like that's way too expensive and then someone will be like no that's too cheap and it's it's like you know if you want to work through it it is a personal journey like i think you know having a coach to help you through those things is so important or you know a trusted advisor which could easily be a friend that is going to give you know objective um, advice and knowing where to go to for that advice too yeah, um, because, you know, that Facebook group example is a pure indication that there's always going to be people that will say, you said this before, there's always going to be people that say you're too expensive and there's always going to be people that say you're too cheap, even yeah. if you charge $5,000 for a service or something, you know, there's still going to be, and even at $10,000 or $20,000, there's still going to be people that say it's too cheap and some people that say it's too expensive. Even a $29 offer will, will attract that um, because that's that person's value set yeah absolutely yeah. I could, couldn't agree more and I think that you just and this is why we, we're talking about what are the things you should do like address what feels intuitively good what is the value of the transformation what are your income goals things like that and um, yes you should do the success mindset work and address the, do the inner work but then what what should you not do is compare yourself to others be it your competitor or um you know, your, your mentor, whoever, like, yeah, because it's just not like for like, you have, um, like, you know, you don't know what their personal and professional goals are, like, what, what kind of lifestyle and business are they trying to drive, because their price is going to be influenced by that. And, you know, where are they at? How much, what's the, what's the demand? Like, if, if they are um, actually wanting to attract 
um, more clients and they've got space for that, then that's going to, and maybe if you don't have a lot of space, like it's just not like for like, and you're also pricing your services or like if you're pricing compared to someone, you're pricing it compared to their, their limiting beliefs as well. Yeah. So if someone has worked through a lot more work than you and they value their work and they're, or they're, they perhaps are getting a bigger transformation, then um, of course you're going to feel self-doubt or vice versa if they don't value themselves but you value yourself more and you're like, oh, I feel guilty because, you know, Sue's charging $1,000 but I want to charge $2,500. Well, it's not your fault that Sue hasn't done the inner work yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Like in compa- in, in, if you're living in comparisonitis, all you're doing is taking on, a, on someone else's complete other value set for how they price something without even really knowing what their value set is, yeah, um, exactly. which is a really silly way to approach it. But it, it's still common though. Like it happens all the time. I think we all go through stages where we compare our pricing models to other people. And I think there's a difference between com- comparisonitis and market research. I think mm-hmm. it's important to have market research and know what your competitors price. It's important to know, you know, what that, you know, average kind of pricing is for that sort of thing that you're, you know, whether it be a product or a service or a program or coaching package or whatever it is that you're selling, that's important information to know but it's not the only thing that determines the pricing level that you put on what it is you sell. Yeah. There's and if people that other stuff that comes into it. Completely. And I think if people are really struggling with their pricing and this is a, um, like a challenge for them, I would go so far as to say that the competitor research, like it isn't that important. Yes, do the target market research, but like the competitor research is just going to keep you in that comparisonitis space. Yeah. And um, if you're obsessing over it, it definitely is. Yeah. 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 Like it's just, kind of cool to go, oh, yeah, that's what that person charges. But that awesome. I'll just put that in the back of my head. But if you're sitting there obsessing over it and going, well, they offer this and I offer this, how, you know, and, and put, making it so finite down to like the nitty gritty crosses on the T's and dots on the I's, that's, that's way too, that's way too much. Absolutely. I mean, we're not selling bread here where it's like, okay, well, we'll price ourselves um, 20 cents below Bob down the road so that we have a competitive advantage. Like, and it's also like not playing in that space of like yeah. charge for the transformation. Like, yeah, it's services and transformation. Like it's, it's a different ball game totally. to, yeah, a specific service. I mean, sorry, a specific product. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's so true. Cool. So is there any last words in wrapping up? Is there any last words that you want to say on, you know, the whole topic of pricing? And then can you share with everyone uh, where they can find you and connect with you further? Yeah. I think um, in terms of final words, it's going back to what feels intuitively, intuitively good, not comparing yourself to others and, yeah, perhaps it does mean whether it's um, like a, a a peer or a colleague or a mentor or a coach, like working through that and knowing that, like not feeling the pressure to have to have the the highest price point from the get go or wherever you're at. Knowing that this is an ever evolving journey and it's okay like for you to increase um, over time. That's going to happen. So just to give yourself that permission to own where you're at at this point in time. Yeah. Embrace the journey. 
Yeah. And then <laughs> it I never like, ends. Yeah, which is like a beautiful thing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I have some clients who they'll say, you know, I'm going to do a price increase as of this date or when I've uh, worked with this many clients, I have this many, like they will put kind of goalposts or markers in the road that define it so that it's not, um, you know, prolonged for too long. But yeah, it's just owning where you're at and getting the support to come up with rates that do feel good for you and that reflect the transformation. And if you can't do that on your own, go and get the support. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then to your question, where can people find and connect with me? Um, Instagram, which is just my name. So Carly Tabor, C-A-R-L-Y-T-A-B-E-R. -E and my website is exactly the same, carlytabor.com. Um, also over on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Um, similarly, my name. Easy. <laughs> it is. Easy to find you. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, all of those links will be in the show notes for today's episode, um, which was mentioned at the um, beginning of, of this episode um, before we jumped into the interview. So you'll be able to head over there to my website and find all the different ways that you can connect with Carly. I'm sure she would love to um, hear from you and see you over there. So thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been great to delve into pricing before. I haven't, we haven't done a pricing episode yet on the podcast. So it's been really great to actually dedicate an entire episode to it. I'm sure everyone's going to absolutely love it. Yeah, it's been fun. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.